Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on betonline.net as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. That's betonline.net. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. For this week, uh, we have the ALCS is finished, NLCS is finished. So we have the MLB World Series set. And then uh, we'll talk about the Christian McCaffrey trade to the 49ers, do a week seven recap, uh, make some picks for week eight. Um, don't have any confidence in my picks anymore. Uh, and then we'll discuss uh, some of the early NBA games, and then I'll make my... I realized I did the over-under podcast, but I didn't talk about who was going to finish in what place in the standings for the East and West, so we'll get into that. Um, and then uh, Bruce Bochy has a new job in the MLB, uh, so we'll discuss all of that. Um, well, let's talk about baseball first. Um, the ALCS concluded yesterday with the Astros sweeping the New York Yankees. I was right about that. I was saying I would, I would hope that... Uh, the Yankees just get swept, and then Aaron Judge decides to sign somewhere else. But uh, the Astros look like an absolute juggernaut right now. Um, they swept both the Yankees and the Mariners. Um, I picked the Mariners to win that first series, but um, even with uh, their best player, you know Altuve hasn't hit. He's I think he's only had three hits in the postseason so far. Uh, they're being pretty much carried by Bregman. Um, happy for Dusty Baker. Um, he still doesn't have a World Series ring. He's the the only manager with the, the most wins for a baseball manager without a World Series championship. Um, and then they're going to face the Phillies, who beat the uh, San Diego Padres in five games. Uh, Bryce Harper had that walk-off two-run home run in the bottom of the eighth, uh, just a home run of his career. Uh, but the Phillies look really good too, you know, and they were the last team in the national league to make the playoffs. Um, so I think, I think it'll be a good series. Um, I guess I would say I'm, I'm pulling for the Phillies, uh, cause I just don't, I don't want the Astros to win, you know, especially after the whole cheating scandal, the now like, Oh, we're definitely gonna win it now because you know, now we're not cheating and I don't know, it's just this whole thing. And they didn't, they didn't face any, any suspensions or anything like that. Like it, they were just. You know, it was fine. It was like a slap on the wrist. Nothing happened. It was just uh, Alex Cora got fired, and then um, I forget who the GM at the time was. Or no, Alex Hinch got fired, and the GM at the time, he got fired too. But that was it. And But it was a whole team effort into, you know, the cheating and the buzzers and everything. But I just feel like MLB didn't do the right thing in uh, the during their punishment. And Bruce Bochy, former MLB uh, manager of the San Francisco Giants, Winning three championships with them in 2010, 2012, and 2014. Has a new job in ML, in baseball. Uh, the Texas Rangers hired Bruce Bochy, which, you know, confirmed what I thought about his um, quote-unquote retirement. 
Um, you know, I feel like he still wanted to manage. You know, he still had his guys there um, on the bench with him. But, uh, you know, the Giants are trying to bring in a new guard, bring in, you know, the analytics and, you know, more of that stuff. And I feel like, you know, it was kind of, you know, Bruce Bochy's old school. They, and they wanted a, a new direction of, of managing. And so they said it was a it was a mutual decision. But I feel like he was, I think he almost took that Padres job until they gave it to Bob Melvin. But um, now, you know, people have been trying to kick the tires on, on Bruce Bochy to see if he's still interested. And it turns out he's still interested. You know, you can't take it away from him. Um, I guess he had been traveling for last couple of years, but, you know, still wanting to get back into baseball, into coaching. So um, that's exciting. And he'll be back in San Francisco um, managing the Rangers in 2023. Um, so looking forward to that. Uh, moving on to football, you know, so I had discussed last episode that Christian McCaffrey was on the trade block. I was like, oh, well, you know what? The 49ers might be interested because, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan knows his dad very well. And, you know, he, there's a relationship there. He even babysat Christian as a kid and it turns out I was right because then the 49ers traded three draft picks or it was a four draft picks I think it was a second a third and a fifth something like that they traded them to uh, those to the Carolina Panthers and in return 49ers received Christian McCaffrey which you know their offense is already dynamic um, you know with Elijah Mitchell once he's in the starting lineup and then their backup Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, but now you have you know with uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, uh, Brandon Ayuk, you know, he has a uh, explosive play capability and then with Jim Garoppolo and then that, that top tier defense, you know, that they should be the front runners in the NFC. And I'll get into why here, because I mean, I, even though they lost the chiefs, I had them losing to the chiefs, they lost the chiefs, right? Their defense allowed a lot of, you know, points. They gave up, was it 42 points? Um, Jimmy Garoppolo threw a terrible interception in the end zone. They couldn't, they were, it was a close game early on. They couldn't convert any touchdowns at all. And they're just getting field goals. And, but Christian McCaffrey, you know, first game with the 49ers, he only had what, 60 yards or something, but the possibilities with him in the offense, you know, put him in the slot as a receiver, you know, he, they can do so many things, a wheel route with him or, or juice, um, out of the backfield and then Jimmy Garoppolo just has to throw a quick short pass to Debo CMC or you know Kittle he doesn't have to do much just don't throw a stupid interception in the end zone and we're fine and their defense is great but you know they lost to the to the Chiefs which we'll get into later in my picks but uh, great trade for the 49ers you know and now for the Panthers they're in full <clears throat> full rebuild mode um, definitely looking at a quarterback next year I think they should just tank for one. Looking for uh, a new ho head coach in the offseason. That team is just, uh, I don't know where that franchise is headed. Uh, ever since Cam Newton left and then came back a couple times, whatever, they've just been pretty irrelevant. Um, Sam Darnold was just a disaster. His career is probably done. This is probably Baker Mayfield's last team, last chance to be a starter in the NFL, and he's injured right now. So um, there's no no bright spots nothing to look forward to uh there in carolina i guess you can look forward to a, a complete rebuild where you know you can get a, a potential top quarterback okay so recapping week seven of the nfl season first game we had saints and cardinals and you know the biggest storyline was you know deandre hopkins coming back he looked great in his return 10 receptions over 100 yards right but 
Um, the biggest takeaway, I guess, was that Kyler Murray was yelling at Cliff Kingsbury and, you know, telling him to calm the fuck down. Uh, not a good look, you know. And the only reason why the Cardinals won was because of the two pick sixes from that Andy Dalton threw. And um, I think, or I know for sure, it seems like for sure that Cliff Kingsbury is done at the end of at the end of the season. You know, if, it's like if they lost that game, probably would have gotten fired. Um, even with the win, you know that it seems like they lost, just like Washington last week. Uh, the Saints are done. I think what they're two and six now, or two and five now. Um, so they're done. No postseason contention whatsoever. Still trying to figure out the quarterback situation. Uh, mentioned the Chiefs and the 49ers, uh, 44 23. Uh, Chiefs look amazing. Um, they, were, they were scoring all over that defense. Um, offense for the 49ers couldn't really get into a rhythm there. Um, Falcons and Bengals. Bengals destroy Falcons 35 17. Joe Burrow looks like he's found his groove again. Uh, two touchdowns for Jamar Chase. He had a, I think he threw four touchdowns the first half. He was like perfect in the first half. Uh, Lions and Cowboys. Cowboys dominated defensively, twenty-four-six. Lions are falling to one and five, right, or one and six, something like that. They just have not gotten any wins. And I was excited about the Lions this year, and they only have one win. So maybe, maybe if they end up, you know, with the first overall pick, they'll get um, C.J. Stroud or something like that. And you know, they just need a quarterback. Uh, but they have. I'm on Ron St. Brown, left with a concussion, so uh, not looking good in Detroit, but we were we were excited for him. Uh, Colts and Titans, uh, just another disastrous start for Matt Ryan. Um, had a desperately start him in fantasy football. He threw two interceptions, only scored nine points. Uh, Titans win 19-10. to uh, Shocking win for the Commanders, 23-21 over Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Um, trouble in... Green Bay for sure. They're now three and four starting this NFL season, but the offense has no rhythm, no no system there really. Like they need to rely more on their two headed monsters with the running game. Um, defense isn't as good. Um, their receivers are dropping a lot of balls. But even Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked as sharp as he has in the past, even last season. Um, so I think it's on everyone involved, especially you know Matt Lafleur with the play calling. Um, but the Commanders winning with Tyler, Tyler Henneke. And probably the best thing for them is that Carson Wentz is on the injured reserve now because he just can't win. He can't do anything with Carson Wentz. Uh, Bucks and Panthers, another shocking loss uh, for a, a Hall of Fame quarterback in Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Losing to the Panthers, the lowly Panthers that I just talked about where there's no direction, no future, nothing to look forward to. Uh, they beat the Bucks 21-3. to That... That Tampa Bay offense that you know I was talking about, I was, I was taking you know Russell Gage, uh, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin, all these guys uh, in fantasy. I took Russell Gage because I thought you know Tom Brady likes using the slot guys. He's been just a disappointment this season. Uh, Tom Brady has he's only had like one, two good games maybe this season. So the Buccaneers fall to three and four, just like the Packers and. Tom Brady, I don't know if it's, you know, his personal life or what, but, you know, he has a lot going on there, but he just does not look good at all. He's not sharp. His Even his pass, his play, too, is, is he's not playing well. You know, same with Aaron Rodgers, but for Tom Brady, like, the offense doesn't look good, and, they you know, maybe it was a coaching issue. Maybe Brian uh, Bruce Arians did have more to do with the, the success of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than people made it seem. Um, but, you know, Tom Brady looks like he doesn't want to be there at all. Um, he looks like he's done. I thought it was a mistake for him to come back initially. 
anyway, and then he just he felt like he needed to come back still. Um, so they're three and four now. Uh, Packers, I don't see Packers. We'll get into the back into the Packers here in a little bit. Uh, Giants, they come back from a, a deficit late in the game. They pull off the victory, twenty three and seven, uh, twenty three to seventeen against the Jaguars. Uh, the Giants seem like they're for real. Daniel Jones has had a resurgence. Same with Saquon Barkley. They both look great. Defense is like, improved dramatically, actually. Um, so, yeah, the NFC is just weird right now. Uh, Ravens and Browns. Uh, Ravens barely won that game 23-20. to uh, Browns is just waiting for Deshaun Watson to come back. But, you know, who knows how he's going to look once he starts playing. Uh, Jets are 5-2. Jets are and two. Jets are five and two after beating the Broncos, but they—they they, I mean they beat them without Russell Wilson. But even if you had Russell Wilson, uh, the Broncos probably still would have scored nine points because he's just been that bad. Uh, but Jets improved to five and two, winning sixteen to nine. Uh, Texans and Raiders. Raiders all over the Texans finally getting their second win, uh, thirty-eight to twenty. Josh Jacobs is having a career year. Um, he had two touchdowns. Three straight weeks with over 30 fantasy points. I think he had 37 this past week. Um, I'm happy to have him, but I only have two wins in my fantasy league so far. But, um, yeah, so Josh Jacobs having a great year. That's, like, the, been the only bright spot for the Raiders this year. Like, Devontae Adams has been great. Uh, seems like Derek Carr regresses every year. Um, but the only, yeah, the only bright spot is uh, Josh Jacobs. Seahawks and Chargers. I can't trust the Chargers. The Chargers were 4-2. and two. Fall to four and three, and they're playing the Seahawks. The Seahawks now lead the NFC West with Geno Smith as their quarterback, and the other quarterbacks in the NFL in the division are Jimmy Garoppolo, Matthew Stafford, and Kyler Murray. And I think we would agree that Kyler Murray is the most talented, and you have Matthew Stafford, but both those teams are struggling. Um, and the Seahawks put up thirty-seven points on that Chargers defense, and Chargers can only score twenty-three points on Seahawks defense, who you know. They're not as good. It shouldn't be as good as the Chargers defense, but um, yeah, Seahawks are in first place. Uh, there's no tanking happening there. And then Sunday night football was just uh, a snooze fest. Dolphins winning 16 to 10 against the Steelers, and first game for Tua, his first game since uh, the concussion. So let's see. So we'll get into next week. Next week's picks. Okay, so Monday night is the. Tonight, Bears and Patriots in New England. Um, I guess the Patriots would win that. It depends if Bailey Zappi. Uh, not Billy Zappi. I messed up last week. It's Bailey Zappi. Uh, plays uh, Mac Jones. Uh, but the Patriots should win either way. Uh, but next, uh, but the Thursday game, we have Ravens and Buccaneers. I would pick the Ravens at minus 125. I don't pick uh, Thursday games, but Tampa's been so bad that I feel like, yeah, you could just pick the Ravens for that one. Uh, Broncos at Jaguars. This one is a London game. No idea if Russell Wilson is playing. I guess it probably doesn't matter, but it's the London effect, so I don't bet that game. Uh, Cardinals at Vikings. Vikings have one loss. What are they? They're four and one, five and one. Uh, Vikings minus one ninety five. After you know, there's some issues in Arizona with Kyler Murray and uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I'm going with the Vikings. Panthers at Falcons, Falcons at minus 270. Mariota's been looking good, actually. You know, he's uh, finally got another opportunity, and, you know, their offense is a lot better. Um, I'm taking the Falcons in that one. Bears at Cowboys. This is an easy one. Cowboys minus 490. And then, you know, Cowboys, I think this is, you know, Dak's back. 
defensively, they look a lot better on defense. Uh, Raiders, Saints. In New Orleans, I'm taking the Raiders minus 130. Saints are just done. They have no offensive rhythm whatsoever with Jameis or with Andy Dalton. Uh, Raiders, you know, they've been up and down, but, you know, they can score at least. Um, it's just their defense that's that's been a problem. Uh, Dolphins at Lions, I'm going with the Dolphins minus 170. I'm out on the Lions now. Now it's like, okay, you have one win so far. You know, you've been competitive, but, you know, you got to win those close games. Uh, Patriots at Jets. This one is on the 30th. Let's see. In New York, uh, should I go Jets? Jets haven't played against anyone, um, any like great quarterbacks yet. Um, you know, I would trust Bill Belichick over Robert Sala. I like Robert Sala though. Uh, I'm taking the Patriots minus 130 just because the you know the po- the coaching pedigree, and uh, you know they just surprise you even though they may you may feel like they're not doing well this season, and then they just pull off three in a row you know randomly. So I'll go with the Patriots. Uh, Steelers at uh, Eagles. Eagles are favored minus 575, the last undefeated team. Steelers just look lost. Uh, Kenny Pickett is not, uh, he's not ready yet, but, you know, quarterback-wise, the Steelers don't have any other options. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky has just been a disastrous uh, signing for them. Uh, Titans at Texans, I'll say. I guess the Titans, I'll take them at minus 185. Um, As long as they still have Derrick Henry, I'll, I'll pick them. Uh, New York Giants at Seahawks. This one could be good. Um, I'll say I, I believe in the Giants plus one thirty. But you know what's surprising is the Seahawks are favored at minus one fifty because they're playing at home. It's with Geno Smith. That's that's a, this gonna be a weird game. I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen with that one. Um, and then we have 49ers at Rams. I'm going with the 49ers minus one thirty. Commanders at Colts. Um, huh. This one is Tyler Heineke's playing. I'm going. I'm going Commanders plus 170. The Colts are just so up and down. Even with Jonathan Taylor, you know, if you have Jonathan Taylor, he's the best running back in the NFL. He hasn't played like the best running back in the NFL. You know, they're not giving him the ball as much. You know, they'll take him out on third down. They're not giving him as much carries as he had last year. So he doesn't like even statistically he's not he hasn't been as productive as last year. I don't know why. Like the Colts don't have anything else going for them except the running game. So might as well feed your running back and try to get some try to get some wins. Um, let's see. So yeah, I'll take the Commanders plus one seventy. Packers at Bills. I'm taking the Bills heavy on that one minus five seventy five. And then Monday night Halloween we have Bengals at Browns. Guess I'll take the Bengals in that one. So those are the week eight picks. I can't believe it's already week eight in the NFL season. Uh, switching gears here to the NBA. Early on in the NBA season, there's three games already that happened. Uh, Lakers are 0-3 now, and you know people are freaking out, saying to trade Russell Westbrook. Westbrook's coming off the bench. Um, you know There's already some issues there. LeBron keeps talking about the team shooting. Oh, we can't hit a penny into the ocean. Um, you know, things like that. But he air, he himself airballed a, a, a logo three-point shot yesterday against Trail Blazers. Uh, Blazers look good. They look kind of spicy right now. You know, I know it's it's only three games, though, so let's not freak out or panic about the Lakers. But this team is not good. You know, looking at the roster, if, if your team is relying heavily on Lonnie Walker, you're not a good team. 
you know, and you have Russell Westbrook there, um, you know, struggling offensively. Patrick Beverly's there for defensive purposes, but um, and he was supposed to be like a three and D guy. He, he's not hitting the three whatsoever. Um, Anthony Davis, there's an issue with Anthony Davis. He's not taking the reins from LeBron. He's not being the number one focal point of the offense, and LeBron is having still having to assert himself as the number one option there in LA. And you know he's he's like 38, and he's he's still consistently on top of the team stats wise. He was was he 33 and eight and eight the last game, and you know he's still playing really well at the top of his game at this age. Uh, but Anthony Davis, man, like. He has to be more physical, um, more, you know, d- dominant in terms of asking for the ball. Like he has to be more aggressive down low. He has to his shot is just just not been good like it has been in the past. Um, and then even the second game, he fell hard on the on the floor. And then everyone's like, "Oh man, there you go, another injury." And they had to take him out of the game. Got to go to the locker room, and he came back luckily. But it's early in the season. He's already, you know, falling like that. Um, so yeah, they lost to Portland, but the game against Portland was a winnable game um, because you know you had they had the lead, and then they had Patrick Beverly shooting a three, missed it, and then Blazers come back and score, and then you go back over there, and there's only like I think there's like fifteen, or there's like twenty four seconds on the shot clock, and like thirty seconds in the game, something like that, and Russell Westbrook shoots it within the first five seconds, and that was it, and then it's like okay, so why did we do that? And then Portland gets the ball back, scores again. Um, they end up winning the game. Um, and then the Warriors, you know, Warriors have been looking good too. They just lost against the uh, the Nuggets, but Steph Curry's been, you know, he's like in midseason form, scoring 30-plus points every game. 76ers are another team struggling, starting 0-3. Um, you, know, I, I, you know, again, it's early on, um, but, you know, there's some glaring issues there already with Embiid and Harden. They lost to the Spurs. You know, the Spurs are trying to tank for Wimba and Yana, and they still lost. Uh, but Blazers, like I said, 3-0. and um, They're looking good. See, the Celtics are 3-0. and The Jazz, I kept picking the Jazz in, like, my parlays to lose because I feel like they're tanking. The Jazz are 3-0 and as well. Um, you know, not, they're not they're not doing a good job of the tanking. But um, I wanted to make my picks as far as what how these teams are going to finish this season. Because um, I realized I just did an over and under podcast, but I didn't talk about as far as standings go, who's going to finish what. Um, so in the West, um, yeah, don't look at the West standings right now. It looks stupid. Uh, Utah, 3-0, first place, Portland, second place, and then the Pelicans in third place. Um, anyway, so for me, I would think that you know the first seed, because with the, the new format, it's uh, top six are locks, right? And then seven, eight, nine, or whatever, and ten. Those are the ones that go into the uh, the playing tournament. So you pick your best six teams. I would say it's uh, Denver, Golden State, and then I want to say, um, you know, maybe not Dallas, but so this is where I have, you, you know, you got to pick a top six. So the Clippers would be up there too, um, but you know, with Kawhi Leonard's new, like he came off the bench in like one of the first games and they're going to limit his minutes. He played one game and they're like, oh, well, he's not going to play this next game because we need to limit his usage and he's coming off the bench, but he's getting paid superstar money, but he's coming off the bench. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I guess he hasn't played in like a year and a half, but still a little concerning. Uh, The Warriors, I, you know, I I just, I think they just want to get to the playoffs healthy. 
So I'm going to say that the Nuggets would finish with the number one seed in the West. They could win, you know, 55 games getting that. And, you know, Jokic is fully healthy. He's playing really well. Uh, Jamal Murray's coming back. You know, Michael Porter Jr. It's a fully healthy team now. And, you know, before that, Jokic was the MVP. So they'll have a two-time MVP there. Um, so I have them finishing first. Um, I'll have the Golden State Warriors finishing second just because they have, you know, more depth, steps back, looking great still. Um, and then Clay Thompson has a full year under his belt, another year of Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. Um, I just feel like they can get the second seed there. I feel I feel crazy, you know, picking Denver as a first seed, but I think they'll be more focused about home court advantage, and the Warriors will be more focused about, you know, staying healthy throughout the season. I wanted to pick the the Clippers at three, but I don't know what this Kawhi situation and where that can go um you know what yeah i'll do it i'll go no i'll go memphis three because every night you know they feel like they need to win every night right and they're just going to compete every night they're not going to rest guys i'm going memphis three i want to say let's see so we have so i'll go clippers four because i think the health of paul george and Kawhi leonard it can be you know, because they're already a deep team, right? But then you just add those two guys. Um, I just don't know how often they're going to play and, you know, if there's any injuries or anything. So I'll go four with them. And then I'll go... I don't I don't know where to put Phoenix. Um, I'll go Dallas five. We'll say that. We'll go Dallas five. Um, you know, I know they lost... I know they lost um, Jalen Brunson, but you still have Luka. Um, and I'm just going to pick, you know the best player right there at the rest of the, the teams. And I just think Luca himself can keep a team afloat, get other guys involved. Um, so I'll put them at five for six. I, I think the new, I think the new Orleans Pelicans are six. I think the Pelicans Zion coming back healthy. They, you know, they looked really good against Brooklyn that opening night. Um, you know, Brandon Ingram is good. And then you have uh, CJ McCollum and you have some defensive players too. So that's my top six. You know, I have uh, Denver, Golden State, you know, New Orleans in there, uh, Memphis, Dallas. And then I guess I would say Phoenix. I mean, I don't think it's going to be that big of a drop-off for Phoenix, but after six, I would say Phoenix would be seven. And then Minnesota, eight. So that that's the play-in tournament right there is, is Phoenix and Minnesota, and then nine and ten, I'm gonna say the Lakers, and then I'll go with the the Kings at ten. Actually, no, 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 I forgot Portland. I'll go. Okay, so I had um, seven, eight, nine. I had Phoenix, Minnesota. I'll I'll say Portland finishes eight, and then Lakers finish nine. I don't. I I guess you know the LeBron factor, and maybe if Anthony Davis stays healthy all year. Maybe they can make the make the play in tournament, uh, but I'll say I put in Portland at um, at eight. They make the play in tournament, and I would I would pick them to make it out of the of the of the play in tournament, and then play the Nuggets in the first round. Um, and the you know in the over under podcast, I picked over for Portland. Dame Lillard's back; he's looking 
like he did before the injury. You know, they added some pieces that I really like. Anthony Simons signed a, a big contract. They have Nurk back healthy. Uh, Jeremy Grant's there, you know. So, and, and a good little start for them, 3-0. and uh, But I believe in Damian Lillard and the Port- Portland Trailblazers. So, I think... But, you know, the West is so wide open and stacked this season. Um, you know, you have Minnesota improving a lot. Uh, Phoenix, I think I'm expecting a downy from Phoenix. But still, you know... They still have great players there and great coaching, so I don't think it's going to be like they're going to miss the playoffs. But, you know, have them in the playing tournament, you know, they could win the playing tournament and make the playoffs easily, right? But um, so the Lakers, uh, I don't think, are going to do anything um, in the West this year. But, uh, but yeah, so those are my – that's my pick for the standings. Um, so we'll go here to the Eastern Conference. So in the Eastern Conference, number one, no doubt, I feel like it's the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh you know, you have Chris Middleton. He's missing a couple weeks early in the season, but I just think Giannis is – I'm always going to bet on Giannis in the Eastern Conference. Um, he holds up better physically. Um, he's so dominating um, with his game offensively and defensively, I guess. But um, So it's more consistent. I know what I'm getting from Milwaukee, right? Um, so I'm, gonna get, I'm picking them number one in the East. Uh, Boston looks good even without Ime Udoka. Um, Charlotte is, is third place. Um, so second seed, I want to say I, I'll pick Boston, you know, even though they're having some struggles, they're not going to be as good as last year, I don't think, but they're going to be good still. They still have the talent there. It's just going to come down to the coaching decisions late in games, but I'm going to pick Boston as the second seed, uh, three seed. I I'll say Miami heat, Miami Heat have struggled early out of the gate, uh, but I'll say Miami heat three, four, I, I figure they have to change it around because they have Joel Embiid and he was, you know, he was an MVP finalist this past year. Uh, they have to step up Harden. They'll have to figure it out with Harden, right? Um, so that is the fourth seed. Fifth seed, I want to pick the, I would pick the Cavaliers, but, you know, and then I could go Chicago, but they do have some injuries. Um, hmm. I'll go. I'll go. Cleveland five seed. I like the addition of Donovan Mitchell, and then you know Evan Mobley, Darius Garland's really good. I think this is the this is a kind of acquisition that'll take them to that next spot. Um, six. I guess I'll say. I don't know. You could go. You could go Brooklyn. I guess I'll go Brooklyn, so they'll stay out of the the playing tournament. But it all depends on Kyrie Irving, you know, and. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant's still going to be Kevin Durant. It's going to be great, but it's those other pieces on the team, if they're going to be effective or not, and they're, if they're going to work well together. You know, Kyrie, first game against the Pelicans, he only had 15 points, you know, and that's not going to cut it. He's going to need, you know, 25-plus a game. Um, so that's six, seven. Seven, I would say Chicago. Um, you know, I was just worried about the Lonzo Ball injury because he, when he's in the lineup, he helps them so much offensively and defensively. He's just a great all-around player for them. Um, doesn't have to do too much. Just plays within his own game. Um, so I'll say, yeah, seven. I'll say Chicago. Eight. I think Toronto is going to be good. I want Maybe I should switch. Um, I'll go Toronto eight, but, you know, they, they could be a lot better than that. I think they could get a six seed, uh, but I'll put Brooklyn there just because of the talent. Um Toronto's always scary. You always got to watch out for them. If they have a superstar, if they had like a Kevin Durant or something like that, they win the championship. Just like what what happened when they got Kawhi, they won the championship. So um, I'll pick, um, yeah, I'll pick 
the Raptors at eight. And then at nine, we'll say, I guess it would be the Knicks. Knicks or the or the Hawks. I, I mean, maybe the Hawks, you know, they can, they're just, ever since their Eastern Conference run, I've just like, I've, I've, I'm warm on them. I just don't feel good on them. I've cooled on them. Um, and they brought in DeJounte Murray to kind of help balance out um, Trey Young's, like, lack of defense. But then you have two point guards, and then there are two small guards, too. So then what do you do? You're investing in two undersized guards in the East. Like, it's just, I don't know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I'll say... I guess I'll go the Hawks nine, um, and then maybe Detroit ten. I don't know. That's yeah. The East is is gonna be really good this year, but you know I would have picked Charlotte, but I, I they have no direction. I don't know. I think they're gonna be worse than they were last year. Uh, Washington's not doing anything. Um, the Pacers are trying to tank. Orlando, you could put Orlando there. Orlando has some talent in there. You know, I think they're gonna be a lot better this year. Uh, but yeah, those are my uh, my standings picks for the East and West in the NBA. Um, so yeah, great time of the year. You have the sports equinox, so we're gonna have uh, football, uh, baseball, and basketball at the same time. If you watch hockey, hockey too. Uh, but yeah, that's the episode for this week. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week on Monday. So uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your week.